You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome back. So today's real crime story is about 21-year-old Ohio State student Reagan Tokes from Grove City, Ohio. February 9, 2017, her body was found in Metro Park in Grove City, Ohio. She was found naked with two gunshot wounds. She was laying on her side. The police searched the entire park. Some friends reported her missing. So we had an employee leave work last night. She has not been home. Uh, her phone is off. Nobody can find her. We can't find her far around work. Okay, how old is she? She's 21. How do you spell her name? That's Reagan, R-E-A-G-A-N, Tokes. She worked at the bar, and she left the bar between 9.45 and 9.50 p.m. the night before she went missing. Usually, somebody walks into her car, but nobody walked into her car that night. The police watched the surveillance footage at the bar. Nobody was seen leaving the bar behind her. The police questioned people at the bar, but nobody saw anything suspicious. The police learned that Reagan has a boyfriend named Jake, and it was an up-and-down relationship. They ended up breaking up, so the police interview him. When was the last time you talked to her? Um, it was, well, like actual talk, like talk, text. Um, well, text was 9, 9-11. Um, it was the night. Okay, then that was your last time you talked to her? Um, last text? time I talked to her was probably a week and a half ago. Is that normal? Um, well, not usually. I, I, I talked to her every day, but we were kind of in a, our, uh, like a fight, so we were breaking up, kind of. You had to break up a lot? It was the second time, yeah. What was the breakup over? Uh, it was just we didn't have enough time really for each other. We had to focus on school. So there was no cheating going on? Oh, no. When did you hear about? Um, right before I was about to go take my test yesterday, um, our good friend Kirsten called me. And what she said? She just said, you need a car. She texted me. She said, call me. It's an emergency. I did right away. Oh, you have a test yesterday? No, it's a show. Was she involved in drugs that you know of? Not that I know. Did she mention a text or anything about anybody being odd at work or feeling uncomfortable about people, customers coming in? It was, no, she didn't. Do you guys post anything on social media or anything? Or um, yeah, I posted her? a couple of things. I got some likes. What I can you show you if you want. Yeah, let me see your phone, please. Let me ask you this. I'll okay. take this the wrong way. Okay. Why in the world would you write out that you're in a better place? I was talking to her like she's like, I don't know, like she's in heaven. I believe that there's, she's somewhere now. She's somewhere You still hear very often better place when somebody was living a good life. I just, I don't know. But she was working at the bar. Where were you during that time? When she was working, we were here. You say we, who do you mean? Uh, me and my roommates. 
So, what'd you guys do here? Um, oh, we watched some uh, an old movie. Josh is out there. I think you could ask him what it was. I don't. I fell asleep through it. He tells police he was with his roommates watching a movie, the night she went missing. The police talk to his roommate and confirm his alibi. Reagan would park her car behind the bar when she was working. The police assumed the suspect might have her car. They searched for Reagan's car on the database, and they found her car parked in a rough neighborhood in Columbus. They dusted the car inside and out for fingerprints, and they found a cigarette butt inside the vehicle. But Reagan did not smoke. They checked the cigarette for DNA. The DNA belonged to Brian Goldsby. He was a registered sex offender, and he was living in a halfway house. So the police interview Brian Goldsby. He tells the police there was another guy named TJ, and that TJ told her to take her clothes off and then shot her twice. But the police were able to confirm that TJ did not exist. I'm in the passenger seat. He's in the back seat. He's behind her. We came down to the park. He says, take off all your clothes, get out. He says, walk until I tell you to stop. She walks, she's naked. He gets behind her, and he goes, pow. She falls. She's laying on the ground. I'm looking out the car. Brian Goldsby's DNA was in the rape kit, and they found the weapon where he said it would be. When he talked to police, he admitted to being where Reagan was. He tells police that he forced her to drive to an ATM and withdraw $60. Then he made her drive to a park miles away, raped and killed her by shooting her twice in the head. Brian Goldsby was sentenced to life without parole. This guy got an early release from prison. And because of that, he was able to rape and kill this poor girl. Goldsby was brought up around poverty and abuse. So while he was in jail, in my opinion, instead of giving him an early release, Maybe he should have stayed in jail and tried to get rehabilitation. Maybe tried to get therapy or something, as opposed to just being released from jail. Brian Goldsby should have been released with more restrictions. Do you think a murderer can be rehabilitated? Share your thoughts in the comments. All right, thank you so much for listening to this week's true crime story. If you like it, please share it. Sharing is caring. And if you are a true crime addict like me, Check out my store, crystalkiss.com. That's crystal with a K for some murder merch. I sell t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, tank tops, and face masks. So check it out. Free shipping on everything. Don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for listening. Bye.